Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Dumba Media. Thank you a lot, Tango, as always. So we're going to do a mailbag, um, but you're going to hear me ramble on for I don't know how long, maybe a long time, because we don't necessarily do technical reviews here, but we do when it sort of spills over in culture to things in food or just culture in general. And I don't want to say technical reviews, just things that happen in culture that will become omnipresent. So I was invited to go to the Apple WWDE, I think that's what it is. DC. It's whatever. WWDC at uh, Apple headquarters, which, by the way, is crazy. Um, I had no idea. Truth be told, I think I was the first person to get through two sectors of security. <laughs> It's extremely secure. Um, but I uh, just showed him an email that allowed me to say, hey, I'm participating here, here, and here, but I didn't have a badge. And I got all the way to like the inner gates when people were like, who the fuck are you? And why are you here? And how did you get past all these check marks? Um, anyway, beautiful campus. And I was really honored to be there. And I've never been to anything like this before. Um, I had no idea what to expect. All I knew about an Apple presentation was what you saw on uh, Steve Jobs, the movie. So uh, I'm meeting all of these luminaries <laughs> and they're like, who are you? Hmm. So uh, I work in restaurants and they immediately <laughs> ignored me. <laughs> My ability to chat about say AI is literally what we've been chatting about here. These are people that are integrating it in their businesses, et cetera, et cetera. So clearly I'm in the wrong group, but that's just the way it was. I have a cup, several cups of coffee and I sit down and people are pumped. Hmm. You know, a lot of it were just developers, app, software designers, third party people. And a lot of it was an announcement for iOS 15, the new 15 inch MacBook, the new watch. The reason I'm talking about this, not just because I was invited, is because I was able to do something that very few people have been able to do so far, which was to try out in a demo the new Vision Pro. If you don't know what it is, I think, uh, I'm sure it's probably gone viral on social media with some jokes um, about what it looks like. Effectively, it's an AR, VR headset, but I'm not going to say that's that at all. I think the better way to describe it is a supercomputer for your head. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and I think it's going to have real repercussions, both positive and negative. Mostly, I don't even know positive. I, I mean, listen, I, I've been trying, trying to process this for over, over like past 24 hours. My initial reaction was, because I've, I've fucked around with the Oculus before. I have an Oculus. It was given to me as a gift. I mean, it's fun, but you never want to use it all the time. Mm -hmm. Right? Mainly because people get dizzy. It's just not, as easy to just hop into like most things. It's super cool, but it, there are things that prevent me as someone in their 40s to using it all the time. I don't game. I don't do certain things that a lot of other people do. It's more like novelty than functional. Right. Um, and it's not like I haven't had um, experience in, in this regard because say like 10 years ago, we did something with Samsung with uh, in Toronto where we were trying to create this is like the beginning of AR um, and VR where you would put a Samsung phone on a headset and it was super cool. And we we're trying to create culinary content 3D. And the reason I wanted to do that was because of educational components. And I'll get to that in a second. But going back, I see all of this stuff and I'm super curious as to what it's going to be because like how revolutionary could it be? As dubious as anyone else, the price tag is clearly for rich people. It's 3,500. But I think it's important to note that it's, $3,500 as a pro. Apple, they're best in class at trying to like level up and making you see the levels. No doubt that it's going to go cheaper. I think the Oculus was uh, super expensive. Now it's like a thousand. I'm now I can get 500 bucks. I mean, there's different levels. This is, uh, I, I have no doubt going to be other versions of this. I also know that I think that it could either be a flop or it's going to, it's either or. And that's why I'm so interested about something like this. Taking away potential criticisms of it and what it means. 
I am always fascinated with anything where it's an either or proposition, right? Mm. I don't see it's going to land in the middle somehow. And I remember growing up, there was a segue. Remember, people said it's going to change the game. Nothing's ever going to be the same. And now I just see like security guys on it, right? I don't think this is the case. My gut suspicion is telling me that this is probably going to be bigger than the introduction of the iPhone. Hmm. And people may not remember, but people were using Blackberries and flip phones. And there was a lot of, I can't, you're not going to spend $1,000 on a phone. There was a lot of allergic reaction to that. But I don't even look at it as that either. I think this is the first introduction of normalizing wearable technology. Right. And it sounds so lame, but it's just the truth. Our kids, the three of us have children. It is going to be normal for them to have a computer on their body somehow. Mm -hmm. Not just an iWatch. And listen, for those that remember, it's not the first time this has happened. Clearly, Oculus is there, and it's great. Um, You've had Google Glass. I think Snapchat's even had a, a, a shot at trying to do glasses. And Google Glass, I mean, you just look like a loser. Right? Anybody that was wearing Google Glass, you're like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. In New York City, there would be people walking around and be like, definitely deleting you from my social <laughs> life. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's also, it wasn't just like, it was stupid looking. But I think to your point, there was also sort of a weird stigma around just like, oh, this, this weirdo is like invading my privacy by looking at me through a computer. And I, I mean, whatever, you should keep going. I told, I told Jamie that you went, you know, you were texting about this last night. I was like, oh, Dave's super excited. He got to try the Vision Pro thing. And she was like, oh, whether it's this or the next version, like this is inevitable. It is inevitable. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, if it's not this, it's going to happen. Some kind of wearable thing is going to happen. And it's going to be normalized. And I get excited about this, not necessarily for the tech, but these moments in time where you can sort of take a bet that nothing's going to be the same. You, we're, we're living this right now with AI and chatbots, but this is going to integrate all of that moving forward because this is going to be in your vision moving forward. And I, it, it, on, on another note that whether we talk about it today or not, I think this gets back to experiences. And, and we're talking a lot about this in restaurants. Um, you know, I, I heard that Bernardo Noah, the, you know, the CEO of founder of LVMH, like they're trying to collect experiences and destinations and experiences are going to become more bespoke and more inaccessible to the rest of the world. So it's all of this have and have nots and the things that you covet. Something like this gives people potentially access to things that are just not affordable. I think that is going to be an interesting game about how you price accessibility. And the reality is, again, like, I will, I will discuss this in a second. Is that a good or bad thing? I don't know. And we'll talk about that in sports in a second. But we also are going to have this trickle into food. And I don't really know what the predictions are, but people are going to be dining with this stuff. It's a lot to think about. And I know we're trying to do a mailbag, but it's quite possible we'll, you know, this could be the dominant discussion here. So number one, I've had issues with the existing VR AR, right? Going all the way back to the Samsung phones that you slap on your face. And I screwed around with Oculus for a few years. And I feel like the Vision Pro is sort of like I was joking to myself, as stupid as that sounds, you know, uh, Game of Thrones. This is the prince that was promised. Sure. Because it's clearly first gen. It's going to get better, but, and it looks ridiculous. I get it. But I don't think this is when you start thinking about things introduced to the first gen. Like I remember playing golf when I was younger and people would have those giant suitcases of like suitcase cell phones carrying around the golf course. It's ridiculous. Or even in the same realm, the first iPod looks idiotic. Idiotic. (laughs) But at the time. So understanding that, that it looks strange. It looks potentially silly to some. I also understand it looks super cool to some. And that's sort of where I'm trying to get a, a framework. But what I do know is if this is the moment where people start to engage with wearables, it is going to become minuscule. And it's not going to be this giant thing. Because again, going back in the past and how we've dealt with innovations, 
I've seen this giant suitcase of a cell phone go smaller and smaller and smaller till it's now on my watch for the most part. This is going to get, again, like I don't even know. We talk a lot about things. That's going to change how you eat. It clearly will change how you eat. I don't know exactly. And that's the interesting point between now and then. And it's uh, the reason why I think Apple announced this is to give people and developers a head start. Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a berry delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry iced tea. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. My other issues with this are people aren't going to go outside. Mm -hmm. And I think that's genuinely a concern, potentially for Apple. I don't think they've addressed it. But I think they they were smart on this. And I think Tim Cook was really smart about this. And I don't think anybody's going to talk about this. I haven't listened to anybody. But there's a battery pack to it. And it's really well constructed, the headset itself. There's a battery pack that only lasts two hours. Mm -hmm. It only lasts two hours. Clearly, they could have done it where it's like an infinite amount of power or just plug it in, but it's a battery pack. I think that irritant is a positive. It's going to remind you, hopefully, to be like, get outside. I I remember when the Nintendo Wii first came out and you'd be playing it and every 30, 45 minutes, a little Wii character would jump up on the screen and say, hey, it's time to go outside. Like literally, (laughs) it would say, stop playing this video game and go outside for a minute. And last night when we were talking about Again, you know, Chang texted. I was talking to Jamie. I was like, my first thought was, and what I said to her was, we need to cultivate a love for the outdoors with our children. <laughs> like, we're fucking dead. Part of me as an, uh, a, a, a Hall of Fame endorsement was like, oh, man. Hall of Fame <laughs> endorsement. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. This is amazing. I mean, wow. I will never have to go outside ever again. Yeah. I'm going to have to get vitamin D in an artificial way. <laughs> Because to get sucked into something like this, this is the Pandora's box. And it's clear to me that Apple is acutely aware of this. But, but it's a little bit like any other great innovation in technology. It can be used for good or bad, but that's not necessarily the scientists or whoever created the hydrogen bomb. Like, all of these horrible things can potentially happen, but it's upon everyone else to be responsible for how you use that. Mm-hmm. To not offer that maybe has a, a negative net effect long-term. I don't know. But I, I, I did enjoy how they framed it without talking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's something that I think about, especially with children. It's like, okay, even myself, I know that I need to govern myself because I'm an, an addict. If I started playing video games, which I don't do, I'm done. Can I ask you a really basic question? I know you probably can't talk too much about your experience, but... When you were having the demo, did you feel like when your demo was over, you wanted to keep going? Like you could have just sat there and oh, played yeah. with it forever. And no, ever. and, and it, I remember putting the first Oculus headset and I was like, wow, this is the future. But it was so rudimentary. What they've created, it's, it's really hard to describe because it's people might have put on a VR headset, but not like this. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I mean, you can... You can, it's like a, it, first of all, it's a computer for your face. Just to understand that. <laughs> it's a real super computer for your face. Uh-huh. Um, it's really well made. They have like Zeiss lenses, you know, the best lens maker in the world. They're going to be extremely specific in how it shapes your face. There's cameras on the outside. There's cameras on the inside. The engineering, I don't even understand, right? It's again, one of those things where like, wow. The smartest people in the world got together to make something like this. 
you use your eyes like it's real vision to navigate in this virtual space. And it's, it's hard to describe. I've seen the demo from TV. It doesn't really do it justice because wherever I look, it becomes focused. And then it like, it's like you move the cursor of your mouse over something, an icon. Just based on where you're looking. Right? So then I look at the camera and if that was an icon or a widget, I just go like this and it opens up. Wait, can I ask so you? So like this is your, you, whatever you do on your hands is the ability. So you, all you use are your voice. The voice command is also stupid. Uh-huh. And if I click on a thing on to type, I have a virtual keyboard and I could just type like that. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hold the phone. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, back up one more time. When you went up there, did you know you were going to be trying a VR AR thing or did you come in completely blind? Completely blind. You had no idea what you were going to No, I, I, was, I was like, okay, I didn't necessarily want to go either initially. Yeah. It's not my bag. But Chris like, listen, you got invited. When's the last time? When's the next time you're going to do something like this? Just call, so you yeah. walked in with no expectation or even sort of I didn't of know like, who was going to be there. But like when you walked into the room where you put this headset on, you had no idea what was about to... No idea. Fuck. I, I was hoping that I was going to try. I didn't even know until like the end of it that I was yeah. going to have a demo. And they, they, a few people, I don't know how many, it was a very curated experience. Amazing. Apple is just like ridiculous. Like what mm-hmm. a insane organization. And I say that in the highest regard. But like, the technology they create with the eye is, it's really hard to put into words how unbelievable it is to maneuver in a computer with your eyes. If you just were looking at their, it's like, okay, like my eyes are now moving the pages and I can do all of these things instead of a mouse. It's crazy. Mm. You're directing your direction is wherever your eyes go in this universe. Um, and the, the ability to turn things around and to scroll around with the click of your fingers, just like this. Crazy. It's like, you're, you're like this, and my hands were under the table, and I just go like this. And, you know, if I want to scroll up, I just go like this. If I want to scroll left and right, I just go like this. You know, if I want to pinch it, I can move it over there. Mm-hmm. move things around instead and of our, it being on your MacBook. But so uh, unlike the other, unlike with like Oculus or something, the experience is more AR. So if you're sitting in this room with us right now, you're going to, here's the thing. You're going to, you'll see me standing here in the flesh, but also whatever so you have the here. Best way I could describe it is it feels like I have, and I've put on the other, the newest Oculus uh, quest and it's similar to that. But I think this is a, and again, I don't want to get in trouble better than that version it's like wearing night goggles, mm-hmm. but so where I can see everything. So you could, if you're if you're wearing them right now, I can see you. As, you could see me, yeah. But then you could also have like a screen here that yeah. doesn't exist for me, Correct. That you can interact with, and correct. Stuff. Oh fuck! So you can you can walk <laughs> around with it without bumping into anything, mm. right? And um, I think it's a remarkable job of being able to gently remind you that you're not in an alternate reality that you're here physically in the present world. Right. So you can, if I was, you know, this podcast, for example, I could be like talking to you right now and then you walk in and now I will be able to see you like almost press through as a hologram image. Like, Oh, this is, you know, I, I should minimize this space and go to you. And it's, it's a thing. I'm just thinking for someone like you who has wondered out loud, whether or not life is a simulation. <laughs> this seems like the most like craziest thing in the world. There are a lot of things that were strange about it. The strangest thing to me is that it takes a facial recognition of your face. This is basically a computer on your face and it projects it to the other world if you're online. So if this is a FaceTime, again, I'm jumping all over the place here. I want to get organized here. What, what is amazing is, is, is the FaceTime. And I also think it's weird because it projects uh, you digitally. Oh, because you're wearing this mask. So I can't just see you. But if you're talking to me, I'm seeing, it's like scanning your face uh, yeah. and projecting that out. Like that's what I'm looking at as a the projection. The best description of you. is. Is it cartoony if, or yeah, is it? Yeah, uh, sort of. If you've seen The Mandalorian and it, <clears throat> the scene where Luke Skywalker comes back and he's been CGI'd and he looks younger, that's what you sort of look like. You look like a CGI version of you to someone else on FaceTime or also on Zoom. So it's almost built for remote work. Um, 
I'm not, it was a lot to process. So I don't know if this is going to take off. This has nothing to do with food either, but you're going to be able to organize a room like it was a real virtual conference and the audios as such where I can move you around. So when you, if you guys were both speaking at the same time, I can hear it at different ears and different angles. If another person was right in front of me, it's, it's, it's super cool. And you know, one, the demo's going on and a butterfly starts floating around and I'm like, they're like, reach out your hand. And it lands on my hand. <laughs> you cross that off your bucket list. I mean, this is just, but you're talking about, I, I mean, the obvious within what, 9, 12, 16 months, like this plus chat GPT is, I'm talking to people who don't exist and having relationships and conversations with characters that are just responding directly to me. Yeah, I, I just want people to sort of move away from the price Move away from the actual. Oh, the implications itself. of this plus what is happening in AI are is unbelievable. This is going to change. Whether it's a technology or not, putting Apple aside, like this is going to change. This is Ready Player One. If I'm in a small apartment in New York or the rest of the world, like I can actually put it on and turn my apartment into like a holodeck. Right, it's a holodeck. Yeah. I can watch movies. Watching, I watched like five minutes of Avatar, The Way of Water. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I can turn it into cinema mode where it feels like it's the largest movie screen in the world. But like, so all of these things that Oculus can do, and Oculus is still great. It just doesn't have the, the OS operating system of Apple and it doesn't have the entire library of Apple. You know, all the content that Apple has, it can be plugged in in a way now where developers will make it for this, right? right? Because they're incentivized because Apple's Apple. But I guess what I'm saying is like, we're not far, it sounds like we're not actually far from you're in Avatar Way of Water and you can interact with Jake Sully. Yeah. He can just respond to you because that's what a chatbot does. Ready Player One. Ready Player One. That is... We're really getting there. Which is why it gets to this point of what we've been talking about, you know, being the glitch. How do you be a little bit different? How do you still enjoy this? I'm not going to lie. This is, I'm a, this is going to, I know change how I think I do things. I could be totally wrong. Maybe it's a, it's a, it doesn't work. I don't think that's the case here. And maybe that's why Apple invited me to talk about this because like, I can't stop thinking about it and the impact it's going to have how I live and my kids, <laughs> et cetera. Do you think in our lifetimes we will see a legal case of, legalizing marriage to computer avatar people. Can I marry a, a fictitious avatar? Do you think that'll come up in our lifetimes? I don't see it. Mostly because that person, yeah. I promise. You, you think so? Yeah. I, don't, I just don't see it. Happening. I promise it's coming. <laughs> it's just, it, 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 it's, it's, I don't know if it's heavy or not. Just felt really solid. The construction feels really good. They use what everything feels top of the line. Yeah. And again, like I know it's going to get cheaper. Remember how expensive flat screen TVs were? Now they're they're not cheap, but they're pretty cut damn cheap compared to what they used to be. Did your head go? To, what kind of stuff? What kind of food stuff did your head go to? I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. I, I'm trying to be organized here. <laughs> <laughs> so these are my predictions. There's, I'm sure by now, this is going to come out next week. There, there will be, the media will be inundated with hot takes criticisms, pros and cons of Vision Pro. And I can totally see how you can make fun of it. But I would be careful. You may be eating those words very soon. My number one thing that I I, I know for sure is it's going to change how I watch sports. And they've been promising this a long time, sports and viewing in general. But I think the greatest experience in sports, in my opinion, and I've been fortunate enough to be there, is courtside in an NBA game. Whatever NBA game, it doesn't matter. It is awe-inspiring to see that kind of athleticism, the, 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 the sweat, the heavy breathing, the dunks, the blocks. All of it just feels like you're watching peak humanity perform mm-hmm. athletic. It's crazy. I love it. It's my number one most desired thing to be able to participate in sports-wise. And it's also ruined me right. for anything else. Right. And I, it's, I don't like talking about it because like, how do I tell anybody 
No, no, who's going to get that experience? <laughs> well, NBA basketball specifically, because it is, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys will point something else out, but that is closer than you can get to any other professional sport. You, I mean, you sit courtside and you're like, this is too close. <laughs> I should not be allowed to be this close to these people. Like, yeah. it's too close. Yeah. Because ESPN and Disney um, are partners in it, ESPN is going to have this ability to plug you in live almost at any event. So I can also see just like how you watch sports subscriptions. Again, like I don't think this takes away from going to the actual game. I think live events are going to be ultra premium stuff, right? The best of anything, premio, primo, primo is going to be more expensive than ever before to get that real thing. And it's no different than when you see like sci-fi movies where real meat is more expensive. It's going to be. So the real experience is going to be more expensive, but the artificial experience is pretty fucking amazing. Hmm. I, I think it was a, the Nuggets uh, Suns clip from two, three weeks ago. And I'm standing at like the corner of the floor watching Chris Paul dribble through. And I was like, what the fuck? How is this possible? I'm at a Man U soccer game and I'm watching it from the top of the soccer net. And you're able to, or do you have the same sort of mobility to like move your head and angle yeah. and see different things? It's not like you're just watching a video. But even if you don't, again, I, I don't know because I was so in awe. I didn't like move around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you, you can. You can like move around in the space like you're there. This has been promised a lot. Right. You put on a lot of VR goggles. That's one of the first things they show you. Hey, you're, you're on a cliff and you're climbing, stuff like that. But in a practical way, like, I don't want to climb, you know, El Capitan. I, I don't give a shit. I do care about, wow, Chris Paul really is an amazing point guard. I never saw it that way from, you know, mm -hmm. um, being able to give that experience to people that could never get there. I think there's going to be an interesting threshold about how much people will be able to pay for that. What does that do for all the other seats? Why would you go to the nosebleed seats at all? Maybe it's gone altogether. Right. Because unequivocally, it's better to watch it from... Th these are the things that have been racking my brain. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like, I think, that, I think some people in the audience might say, well, the reason you go is to be there, right? The value is to be there. But again, like, to your point, our kids won't necessarily still have that same value system. Exactly. If this was offered tomorrow, I would pay top dollar for an NBA package. First thing I would do. Hmm. That would, no, no question. The first thing I would do if offered NBA league pass, whatever amount of money, courtside tickets are like, I don't know, 50,000 a seat. Who hmm. knows? It would be a considerable amount of money. If they even offered that, I would probably be like, like, I think I got to do it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's not about like, you know, it's an experience that is hard to imagine. I was watching this game, even though it was a short clip. I was like, wow, that's amazing. The soccer game was unbelievable. Mm. Um, so I think watching sports too was education. And I think this is where it comes into at least cooking. I remember when, when we were working on the Samsung stuff, the idea that maybe if you're an auto mechanic, you could overlay with your hands. And it would match up like how to fix something on a car. Even if you're cooking, you could do something with your knife. Problem is, the existing technology before this was you had to wear a controller or some kind of glove. Now you don't need a glove at all. You just use your hands. Mm. I think for education, for anything that's a craft, this is going to be extraordinarily useful. Mm. I'm super excited for the app developers, even my own ideas of what we can do with this because yeah. it's going to offer the ability to truly teach somebody how the best in the world do it. I mean, I ask about whether you, like, when you're at the NBA games, if you move and it changes your angle because, I mean, you and I have been talking about this forever, like going back to the Lucky Peach days and Mind of a Chef and all these things, like, we've wanted forever, you know, if you have an instructional video for, not just for, car mechanics, but cooking on a, on a screen, you know, we always used to talk about, well, can we make it such that if I turn the screen, I'm actually looking at the food from a different angle. Can I see what Dave is doing up close? Can I move to his side? Because right now I'm locked in by what the camera is showing me. Maybe I want to see what he's doing from the other side. Like 
teaching technical skills and being able to like really examine what's happening. Like that's crazy. And so exactly. I think when I thought about the educational components just for cooking, you're going to be able to teach people things and they'll be able to see things. Again, this has been promised for a long time. Again, I could be wrong. Maybe it doesn't happen. I don't think so. I think this is going to happen. Sound is, headphones are built into the thing? or what was Yeah, it's, okay. it's spatial audio. So going, everything is spatially surround sound. So mm-hmm. it's coming, whatever you're watching is actually sounding like it's you're physically there. Um, games. I'm not a gamer, but man, I think I'm going to have to become a super, super nerd <laughs> and play video games again because like this is fucking crazy. Again, I love, I've played some games on Oculus. It's awesome. This, that's already been the bonus of, of Oculus. But the one thing is, I think the dizziness is less because of the way you're able to focus. It doesn't strain your eye so much because of how they built in the cameras. Um, so games is clearly, that's already been the biggest, I think, uh, component of VR so far. And it's VR, AR. It's, you can use this to actually interact with the world. And I think that's also one of the issues is you're going to look like a total idiot walking around with this. Whatever, man. I'm going to catch so many Pokemon. You don't even know. Um, so many Pokemon. And remember the, the AR on that, you know? I know. It's exactly why I'm going to catch um, so There's some in this know, room the commercial right now. Of like being able to put it on an airplane. And, you know, I, I feel like this is much more suited for at-home work. And, you know, it's not really good for families. I think not yet, unless everyone has their own. But oh, I think this is the end. Of, I think this is the end of marriage. <laughs> I think this is the end of marriage as we know it. I'm, I'm, I'm certain that it is their responsibility. I think they're going to take it very seriously, just like AI people are re- taking it seriously on the the morality of it all. Mm-hmm. That understanding the power of this stuff is now going to be integrated to make sure that there's some kind of. I think we should talk about that more. Like, keep going through your points, but I think we should spend some time talking about that. That's super interesting to me. Um. So, and movies, movies and content. It was, you know, last two hours, but again, I'm sure there's going to be ways around that with third-party apps and batteries, but being able to watch things was amazing. Um, I think the most, there will be a total gold rush for apps mm-hmm. in this, which leads me to, to a little bit like uh, with origin, origins of Lucky Peach. Mm-hmm. People don't know. This is when I think I started working real close with Ying iPad 2 was coming out. And people might, I just want to let people know. I've had a fascination with technology. I don't know that much about it because I'm always looking, whether it's food or anything culture, that's on the next thing that changes everything. You'd be stupid if you didn't. When we saw the iPad, I was like, oh shit, this Mm -hmm. is going to change everything. Can people remember when they saw the first tablet? And how different tablets are now compared to what they used to be? And this was 15 years ago, 14 years ago. Yeah, something like that. Our goal was not to do a TV show. We wanted to do it on the iPad. Mm-hmm. We had green light from Apple. We were going to be part of the iPad 2 launch. Lucky Peach was going to be a TV show where you would click on the food and stories would pop out. Our idea was just far outpaced the current technology and, and RAM and storage of what was available. And there was no cloud computing at the time. So we had a great idea. We started to work on it and then nobody could actually deliver it in a consistent manner. We could do it, but long story cut short, a lot of memory leaks, et cetera, et cetera. So we had to repurpose it, wound up becoming a fucking magazine, turning them, <laughs> turn into mind of a chef. Literally the exact opposite. <laughs> but now I feel the same sort of thing. You know, the idea for the iPad for like Peach came from the iPad, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I'm sort of talking about this too. I don't know exactly what's going to come out of this because this technology is not new. It's been around, but most things take time to adopt. And it's not even that it's going to be this form, but now I see it that wearables, wearable computer stuff is now, in my opinion, here to stay and only going to get better and more omnipresent in how we live and operate. So just trying to think like, how would you you're not going to go to a restaurant in the next, not anytime soon are you going to see someone wearing this and going to eat. God forbid. I, I don't think anybody at Apple would want that to happen or nobody wants that to happen, but I'm sure somebody will. 
but it's going to get smaller. So you, you won't notice. But then now what if you have live telling you exactly what to order? So Chris, Christine doesn't have a panic order. <laughs> I, have, I can look over to my right and virtual Dave can be like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Liver and onions. Come on. We're at Denny's. <laughs> so the, the, what I love about this is again, the possibilities are infinite sort of. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled over easy or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. I mean, I think it has to do with, you know, user adoption. Like what has changed, what has changed phones for us entirely is the tools that people have as, I mean, I hate to use this term, but like as creators, right? So I think what's going to unlock this next level, just me talking out of my ass, is content capture for these devices, right? Like if I can, you know, we're talking a little bit before, if I can take a picture or a video or something that then is native to this device. If I take a picture of this room and it is optimized for this device, like that's a that's the that's the end. And that was to me maybe the coolest bit and also potentially the most strange. Um and also I don't know how applicable it's going to be because you're gonna to have to wear the device. One of the demos was you're at a table, two two little girls are having a birthday party, you're watching the birthday party party happened, blowing out the candles. And I think that's part of the demo right now. But watching the demo on TV versus being there in the, with the headset is a totally different experience. And it's similar to um, Lisa Joy Nolan's movie. Remembrance. Remembrance. Um, it has the most sci-fi element to me about nostalgia and memories. And I, it, it sort of freaked me out in a good way. Because it's also very similar to being John Malkovich, how you can just sort of plop your... I was in that the father's perspective of his daughters. Uh. <laughs> and you're going to be able to relive memories. God. I think it's a beautiful thing being able to do that. I think it's going to be highly emotional for moments, both sad and happy because you no longer, you know, in, in college, you know, Daniel Dennett, he wrote the, or I can't remember his books. But the whole idea was, how do you dream? Did we dream before the invention of cinema? Did we dream in, in, in cinematic, cinematic form yeah. or did we dream in a completely different way? I think this is going to fundamentally alter how we think about viewing the world Well, I, in, in, a, in our imagination. When you conjure an image, maybe it's now going to be in this image of, you well, know. Like that, so you, your point is exactly what I'm thinking. Like, this is some heady shit now, but... You know, does to, you made like three cinematic references to what this thing can do? Does like sci-fi drive the innovation? Does like do we have this like live in a memory because we've seen the movies that allow us to do this? Also, is the next step exactly what happens in all of these movies, which is like people like me who just get stuck in the past, who don't want to let go, who will just live in memory? You know, like it's fucking crazy. It's, it's all happening. And, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I don't know. It's been a lot of me thinking about what the hell's happening. It just happened less than 24 hours ago. Um, but with the things that are just sort of rapidly sort of propelling us into the future. So the sci-fi stuff is here. Um, I haven't figured out exactly what's going to take place in the world of food. I'm still preoccupied with watching sports and things that are self-serving in that regard. Education's going to change. You know, content's going to change. It's not going to be how people use it all the time, including FaceTime. I think it's maybe even easier just to use normal FaceTime, but it's also built for remote work. If I'm traveling or if I'm home in a remote location, 
it's amazing to be able to collaborate. So in the positive ends, there's, I think there's far more positives than negatives. Like, and any negative is unintentional, right? It's, it's going to, it's just crazy to me what they created. Um, and I think I, you know, part of me is like, if I talk about this, I'm going to look like the biggest fucking idiot in the world because of what if it doesn't happen? I was like, I don't, it's going to take some time. We're at the very, not even the top half of the first inning. There's something about the fact that you've listed the history of this thing from, you know, pre, even pre-Oculus, pre-Samsung, pre-Google Glass. Like, this vision has been in, people have been trying to make this happen forever. And there's just something, there's just something to the fact that the powers that be, the, the, the titans of the industry will not give up on this. That says everything to me. I mean, like, I'm thinking about the power glove. Like, I'm thinking about, like, no, but this is the vision. And nobody is giving up on it. Even if Vision Pro were to flop, I do think it's inevitable. I don't think it's going to flop. You know, it's crazy to think about something that changes the game. Because when the smartphone came out, people didn't, people didn't expect it to, to launch the rebirth of Apple. Apple almost went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it had mm-hmm. those iMacs and then the iPhone. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. This is something that's completely different, even though it's commonplace now. And I think part of it is because it's Apple doing it. It's just very different. Um, But that gets to what you were saying. You know, I'm I'm really interested. You and I were having a discussion the other day about AI and the singularity and how we're inevitably headed toward, you know, Skynet. And we're at this inflection point in human history, and it's you brought this up a little bit, but like, I saw this the other day. I was reminded of this Jurassic Park moment where, where uh, Doctor Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum says to uh, Richard Attenborough, he says, "Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they never stopped to ask if they should." <laughs> and I don't think. I mean, so I, I would love to hear from anybody. To, to write into us. And I would like to understand if there's have ever been a moment in human history where we as humans, as a species were able to say, we shouldn't do that. We could, but we shouldn't do that. I mean, new, like anti-nuclear yeah, proliferation is, is sort of it, yeah. but that's where we are. Like between this, this technology, you just said, it's like, it's cool that Apple's doing it. It's interesting that they've, they've integrated these, these sort of, you know, catches these fail safes that are that are the battery dying which they could obviously change it's just coming down to us as humans to say hey there's gonna be limits take away the price take away the accessibility if you can i thought it was super cool man and i was i've been sort of dumbstruck by what it's going to be so it was interesting you i mean you texted and you weren't like this is about this. Is like you weren't relating to food. You were just, this is crazy. Yeah. And I don't here. Here's what's definitely going to happen. Remember what, what happened when the app store came out and the smartphone happened? What happened? What, what did it create? That's what I wanted to talk about too. Like ultimately let's think about this. What did the smartphone create for food? What did the smartphone the create? Single greatest marketing device ever, right? All the things that happened. Photo. I mean, it created taking photos of your food Instagram. and sharing. Instagram, yeah. basically. Really? It created TikTok, all the education that came from that, all the marketing that came from that. It created, really, the Yelp was there before, but Yelp became something. It created the smartphone as a guide. It really transformed things like Japan, which was completely impenetrable because of the address system. For those that don't know, you, very difficult to navigate Japan. Now it's pretty easy. It created Uber and, and Rideshare. Think about all the things. And we've said it before, Rideshare fundamentally altered many cities, including LA, on the F&B end because people drink more. So I know I don't always want this podcast to be about food, but I'm always going to try for right now thinking from that angle. So you have social media, the advent of that, uh, uh, the FOMO of food, travel, transportation, all of that because of the invention of the smartphone. Was it the first thing? I don't know. Maybe it was the second thing. I don't know. But maybe it wouldn't have happened without the iPod. And there were a lot of different iPods then. It just really was the the wheel that changed it all. 
So to me, it's, is this the iPod that turns into something else? Like the smartphone in three, four, five years? I think so. Mm-hmm. I view, in my head, maybe this is the original iPod. And that's why I think you should look at it. The technology has been there, but the way it was packaged, the way it was framed, the way it partnered with other things, allowed the smartphone to take place. Mm-hmm. Which, if you think about it, stop and think about the before and after is holy fuck. And I remember doing a mad thing at Yale, and one of those evolutionary biologists said, there's two things that fundamentally alter humanity. Domestication of grain and the smartphone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we wrap, we're headed there potentially. And if, if, if you had to think about the smart apps and all that stuff that happened, how long ago? Not that long ago. 12 years ago? 13 years ago? It's not that long ago. If this is a complete blank space now, what is that going to do for food? Maybe nothing. I, I don't know. And I don't want anyone to proclaim, oh, they said this. No, I'm holding these things very loosely here just to have a conversation because it's extremely top of mind for me. And I want to imagine what, is that, what does that do? The first thing I could think of was education for food. I don't think people are going to use this to eat. I think this is about being in your room or in your seat and interacting. I also think it's going to be a great connector with the virtual world to some degree. Maybe it has very little impact with food. But the, you know what's amazing to me? Absolutely fucking amazing. And why I love this shit. I can't even fucking picture what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know how rare that is to think about? And we're just talking about one facet of culture. I have zero idea of the possibilities of how this is going to change like wearable computers, how we eat and how we interact. No idea. We've mm-hmm. now outstripped our ability to even imagine what's possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I like to imagine a positive world for this. I think there's like the positive application for if I can literally, if one of the things we talk about so often is, is sort of lack of empathy and not being able to see things from other perspectives. If I can actually place somebody in like, I just think about this from a storytelling perspective and what you can convey in this way and like the connection you can make to anything. That's just, I'm, just, I'm not talking about something as stupid as, or as basic, that's not stupid, as know where your food comes from. But if you can really, convey an experience, maybe there is something really important that can come out of that. And I wanted to sort of bring this full circle to a lot of things we've been talking about the past year plus on the experience and why food is such a weird nexus of so many things in the world. I, I can say unequivocally watching sports is probably gonna be better on this. Going out to eat, it can't feed me. Right. They still haven't solved the, got to put something in your mouth problem. Nope. And probably not ever. <laughs> it, it can tell me where to go, but you still have agency over that. You still have to interact with the world to eat. Even if you get food delivered to your home, you still have to physically eat it. So part of me, again, is if you're in the food world and you're the culinary industry, this is not a bad thing. You're always going to have a job. And I think this is going to only accentuate and change how we do things. Um, And I can't say that for anything else. For all the other things you can consume in the world, culturally, food is sort of like the one thing you can't imagine. Yeah, I was just going through my head. Like, I can get closer to the Mona Lisa than I'd ever be able to get to at the Louvre. I can get closer to the game than I ever could. I can get closer to the stage of a theater than I'd ever be able to. I All of these things that are visual or auditory, I can get closer. The tactile feel, the smell, the taste. It's just like, I mean, I'm sure the porn industry is very happy right now, but it's like <laughs> food and sex. Like, that's it. Like, that's that's it. But even food versus sex. Food is still, again, I don't know, but part of me is optimistic that food is this impenetrable thing that can't be fucked by this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't think of really anything else other than say manual labor. That might, so much of the world is going to be changed because of advancing technology. Food, the sheer fact that we still have to eat it 
and experience it gives us a fucking advantage over everybody else. I can consume music in a lot of different ways. I can watch things in a lot of different ways. I could read things in a lot of different ways, but I cannot eat things a lot of different ways. One day, maybe, but like we're pretty far away from God, what is that going to be? It's going to be like a little bolus that you put in your mouth and just like <laughs> chew on and it just tastes like different things. Like it's going to be fucking crazy. And this is my prediction, which is maybe not a positive, a little bit more dystopian and not dystopian. Because I, I, I'm, I'm, clearly I've, I've drank the Kool-Aid and I've been an apple Kool-Aid drinker for a long time. Is, I think the positives are going to far outweigh any potential negative that's there. That being said, I, I, I just feel like this is going to put such a premium on experience. So if I'm a restaurateur, if I'm a chef, we've been talking about this for a long time. I would put all of my chips on a restaurant that is more experiential than anything else. You know, there's a lot of different ways to do that. And if you're not doing that, I know that's hard to do. It should be top of mind because I'm now, I don't think the world and how I've been thinking about food wise experience is now going to replace cost. You're going to have cheap experience, right? Fast access experience Mm -hmm. and the authentic real thing Mm -hmm. experience. Everything else, if you can't, it's going to be commoditized middle. And you can't land in the middle here, guys. Mm -hmm. So this is like real possibility of being able to like, if you're doing something that is experiential, great. But if you're not, times are changing. They're they're happening quickly. You've already seen this happen with delivered foods. So many of the foods that got delivered has fundamentally changed the economics and how the diner perceives going to a restaurant because it's something that has been not commoditized per se, but seen in a different light because it's not as special as it used to be. Right. It's one of the reasons why Neapolitan pizza, that style, is still so important. You know why? You can't mm-hmm. fucking deliver it. Mm-hmm. It'll never right. happen. Mm-hmm. That kind of, that's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> if I'm a pizza maker, guess what I'm trying to learn how to do? Right. The pizza that you can't deliver. The, the moments that you cannot commodify. Yeah. I think we have something that no one else in culture has. Right. I think that's a fucking cool thing, folks. It's the it's the epitome of you have to be there. Yeah. You yeah. had to be there, right? I mean, we think about this. I We've talked about this a little bit. There are restaurants. I mean, I'm very guilty of this, and I'm like almost afraid to admit this, but there are restaurants that I will drive by in LA where I'll say, oh, I didn't know it was a real restaurant. I just ordered that from DoorDash <laughs> because I can. Yeah. I just thought about it this way. Going back to sports. If I'm able to watch viewpoints from various angles in the arena, again, this has been offered for a long time, but now it's on, I can do like every game that I want to watch and I can be courtside. There's something beautiful and romantic about being with your father or son or your college friends or whatever sitting at the bleachers. If you can touch the ceiling and you're the worst seats in the house, it's sort of awesome. Mm -hmm. I wonder, are those experiences lost? Yeah. That being said, if that's lost, right, that's what I mean by commoditized, right? It's now just something where, like, you could do it, but why would you? Just like food delivery has changed the experience of many common, commonly eaten things. How I view sports and that, that the ability to watch it is the same thing. That's what I mean by commoditizing the middle. Like, what is the equivalent of the cheap seats? In food. If I now can watch Mm. it pretty accurately, like 90% the feel of a courtside seat, then what is the, what is the equivalent of that in the food world and restaurants and how we eat? I I, I tend to think that it's anything that's not experiential. So it's either going to be make it cheap and fast or not even cheap per se, but like Mm -hmm. readily accessible. I can get it like that. And you don't have to think about it. Like how we go to a coffee shop, just give it to me, right? Or it's a bespoke five-hour. I think this is 
You're going to see more sushi restaurants again, but you're going to see more crazy restaurants now open up. I, everything is cyclical, this dialectic. I, I have no doubt now, in my opinion, I'm just thinking out loud here, that you're going to see this, the beginning of a, a, a wave of crazier shit happening again. But that's going to take some time. And timing of this is going to be impossible. And anyway, I'm just thinking out loud here, and, and uh, I have no idea. No idea how it even changes food per se, but I just think if I can get experiences the rest of the world, right? And it doesn't even change food. But because the rest of the world and how I consume it has now fundamentally different than how I experience restaurants is now even more cherished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, it's, it's exactly what you said, which is the scariest and most exciting part of it is that you cannot yet imagine what this will do. No idea. I mean, there's a distinct possibility. Doesn't, nothing happens. And at least dormant for many, many years, maybe never. Sneaking suspicion here that that's not the case. And all the conversations that's going to take place, it is expensive. It's expensive for a reason. Because it's the first gen of it. It's gen zero, really. And then, how expensive was the iPhone? And now you have cheaper models and then you have knockoffs of these things. Once that happens, so don't even think about it just as Apple. Like what happens to an entire culture that now has the option to just wear a computer and plug in that way? And they had all that information. And to experience things in a virtual way that are very cool. So I, I just, I don't know if it's a bad thing. I really don't. That's what I've been wrestling with. Is the middle and commoditizing the middle or making the middle accessible? Is that a bad thing? Because now we're going to really cherish the things that we can never get. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've just uh, smash cut to 15 years from now and I can't even imagine the world of that we're, we're walking around and living in. Great you know, times. You know, you scared or excited? I'm fucking terrified, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's over your eyes. You can't like it's literally it's controlling like what you see, right? Like it's it's strapped over your head and it has every incentive to never be taken off. Like no, the, again, they're not designing. They're yeah, designing they're not it doing to that. take it off. Yeah, but down the line, like come on. Right? You are focused, you're fixated on this marketplace where people are just sell you things in this thing. You know like dude, you, you guys see how smartphone retention works, right? Like it's, it's that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's no different than it. having your phone in front of you too. Yeah, just attached, grafted to your face. You know, like I don't even know what that's going to look like. Maybe it's a contact, but clearly it's going to get smaller and smaller and smaller into nothing. <laughs> yeah, Chris, are you are you worried, Chris? I'm just worried because I can't tell how often Dave is paying attention to me to begin with, and now if he has a thing that he can be looking at while he's looking at me, I love he'll never listen to me again for the rest of his life. <laughs> Part of this is the human nature of it all. If I did this podcast with the headset on, fuck, you know, you'd just be watching a game. While <laughs> yeah, <we're talking>. like, <laughs> Dave's, Dave's watching pro wrestling right That's now. That's not it. It's 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 it. no the things you could pull in at the same time. It's, it's just if. We the responsibility is on us to decide if and when and how, right? If I'm traveling or if I'm, you know, if I just move, I don't know anybody, or if I'm lonely, it's it's there's good, there's extraordinary amount of good here. So I, I just think it's going to change, and I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. And the, the, I am not. This is not my bag. This is not my field of uh, expertise at all. I was just a fan, and I went, I wore it, I was blown away, and now I'm like, what the fuck. Yeah. What 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 happens now? Well, I mean, just just thinking out loud about what you just said, like the loneliness and connection part of it. Like we're talking about as people who just awesome, like yeah. already have a lot of human connection that we ignore in favor of our phones. But for people who don't, for people who are uh, far removed from others, <laughs> if we had this in the pandemic, it'd be pretty fucking easy to survive the pandemic. I was just thinking also about like the educational aspect of it. Like Chang, this is from let me find some book in the library that can translate this recipe in the 2000s to oh hey dave hop on i'll show you how to make this from the other side of the world let me show you oh your thing looks a little dry right there like let's just do this together like that's crazy yeah i mean in some ways if you're doing a google share doc you know how crazy that is 
right? You, I can see you typing as I'm reading. <laughs> That's free. It still freaks me out, right? But now what if I can see you typing it, literally typing it? I was always like, I remember when we were we, we started working on Google Docs, Dave. Dave, more than anybody I've ever met, was like, what, what's going on? What, what do you mean? <laughs> You're not here with me? How am I seeing this right now? Like, that was always your thing. So, those are my thoughts. <laughs> I try to organize them as best I could. I right, place place the place this in. Did you? I mean, obviously, you recognize this as a crazy moment. Do you? You've you've been fortunate to see a lot of crazy things in your life. Like, were you just blown away? I was blown away the first time I put on a headset many years ago. I was like, holy shit. Part of me is reluctant to fully just go out and make these bold proclamations because honestly, it's just sort of inaccessible right now. It's just like, it's not, how do you let people know that this is a positive? Because it's not accessible. But I think that it will be. Also, I I just don't know. This is a whole unknown. Um, And which is why... Even though I'm a pessimist, I'm choosing to genuinely be an optimist here. Um, and I joke, I'm never going to leave my house. Not really, but, you know. Possibly. Possibly. But no, I think there's going to be things to design where you're, you're not going to. But it's pretty cool, man. And it's only going to get better. And I'm only saying this as I look at things in my past that I've seen, whether it's cell phones or just the advent of the smartphone, et cetera. It's just where we're at right now. It's gotten better. It's Think about what you're able to do on your computer now. It's crazy. So, all the apps that are going to come out with food, I don't know. Don't worry about this is going to make it more delicious or bullshit like that. But oh, they're going to be. I'm. I'm. As I'm sitting here thinking, there are going to be a lot of dumb food apps. A lot of really dumb ideas. You can make a real. I'm not going to share any of my ideas because I want to make the potential do them myself. You can make some real dumb ones, but there might be some cool shit. I actually think it's like, I, I actually think the equivalent, Chang, you were asking what's the equivalent of like going to my first baseball football game with my dad and we're sitting in the nosebleeds and there's, you know, nothing like that moment. I actually think when I think about the equivalent of food, it's pretty simple and it's actually, once again, not replaceable is like my dad making dinner and not doing a very good job. And there's no there's no replacing the inimitable shitty but lovable version of a thing that your your family makes for you. Not objectively the best version of something in the world, just yours. You can't recreate my dad's first try at making chicken cacciatore. <laughs> when he had to start making dinner for us for the first time. Can't. Oh, I, 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 everyone's going to have their experiences. I, I, but I, I feel just talking out loud again that if we head to this world where everyone's wearing some, some kind of technology on their head or body, physical experiences are going to be more important than ever before. And I do think ref, restaurants are going to sort of be the refuge. I have another prediction. If you go to comedy shows now, some of them, especially like top tier comedians, they'll say, put away your phones, they'll put it in a bag that you don't have access to. Um, You're not allowed to whip out your phone on certain places. Smoking was banned at one point. And you think it's going to be so ubiquitous and potentially irritable, irritating to some people. Like you're going to have technology-free zones. We're prob- we, will, we will get to a place. This, again, accelerates clubs and restaurants, that kind of stuff. Inaccessibility, that to me is the problem, right? The have and have-nots, I think, is going to be magnifying. Um, about and, and Have and have-nots, in the, not in the sense of, I guess there is a, a tie to socioeconomic conditions, but it's going to be more of, I desire to have something, right? I might have means, but I'm just not able to get it. Um, but I, being able to savor these moments, I think it's going to happen. You're going to have no phones in restaurants, no photos of restaurants. 
very similar to the smoking ban. Mm-hmm. You might have whole, like <clears throat> back in the wild, wild west, from what I know from my watching TV, <laughs> you know, get, you hand in your gun. So it's, it's, I think you're going to maybe have areas where you just have to be technology free. When I go to the masters, it's a beautiful thing. You don't have any idea where anything's going. It's awesome. You're, you're like, go back in time. So that will also rise too, I guess. Well, now that Will Smith song is playing in my head, Wild Wild West, but, you know, it's fine. Um, Anyway, give us five stars. Uh, We're going to continue doing this pod because I'm going to be on the road a bunch, and we're going to do a mailbag, uh, continue this mailbag. Give us five stars.